Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's the full 40. It's Chris and Rob, brought to you by Nova Insider. Rob, how you doing today? Well, today I'm doing better, and I'm excited to be here. Yesterday, if you asked me that, not so much. Yeah, so it's Monday, December 3rd, in the evening. We're recording in my Midtown Manhattan apartment, per usual. Yep. We were supposed to record a podcast yesterday, Rob and I were at a bachelor party all day Saturday for a very good friend of the pod. Yep. And we just didn't have it in us yesterday. So yeah. we apologize. It was there was every intention of doing it. I had a chunk of my day blocked out to do it and I got up and I was like I felt like I slept 0 hours. Yeah. And as the day went on, I still felt like I slept 0 hours. I basically didn't get off my couch from 10 a.m. until about 6 p.m. Yeah, it was ugly. I mean, we had a slack going. We always have a slack going to t- talk about like podcast content. And basically, as far as we got was the defense sucked. <laughs> yeah, we, it was like, I was like, all right, there's like a little momentum here. Nicole kept being like, are you going over to Chris's the podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And she kept asking me. And as she kept asking me, the my likelihood of that answer kept coming down and down. And she's like, what percent now? I'm like, I don't know, 10? This really, this isn't happening. <laughs> yeah. Rough weekend, but a fun weekend. Great weekend. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get to talking about Villanova, but we got to talk about some of the highlights of the Bachelor Party itself. I think we should. That is why people listen to this podcast. Yes. For sure. So first off, we did axe throwing. Very cool. Which Rob was fucking horrible at. I was about as good at axe throwing as I am playing basketball, which, as we've discussed before, is not good. Not good. Not, not good. good. Rob couldn't throw an axe to save his life. It's a good thing I was born in now where I could, like, press a button and get my food. If it was a few hundred years ago, they're like, oh, Rob, go catch the bear. I'd be like, no, I'm dead. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm going to starve here. I prefer to starve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. I'm already banished from the uh, the settlement. I don't even know what it would be then. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's not, not a good performance. Yeah, so Rob Rob struggled with that. Um <laughs> It was good. We were drinking all day, and then we were um, we went to you we were you. we went to this bar where we were playing these arcade games after we the game was in hand, which was the end of the game, even though it <laughs> yeah. should have been so, half So after the game ended, we were playing this, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, I was on fire. You were you were very good, yeah. the, like just in general. Yeah, if, I I had I performed well this bachelor. Basically, party. LaSalle finished their game and passed all of their good juju over to you. Yeah. It was there, yeah. it was a, a really good performance across many sports. Many arcade sports were played. So I never saw this before, but they had a beer pong arcade game. Yeah. Where you actually shot it into red plastic solo cups. Yeah. And I'm not a beer pong fan, but I loved it. Yeah, it was terrific. Great game. And I just got on a heater. And you never leave the table when you're on a heater. Absolutely. Right? And I... Ended up filling all top ten of the scores. Yeah, I mean, look, at some you were definitely not here. At some point, you said my mission is to have only my initials on the leaderboard, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it took what maybe an hour or so. I don't know, hour and a it half. I didn't play that many rounds. You, you were very efficient. I will <laughs> say that. Yeah, it was. If this was back in college, you would have just owned the table the entire night. 
which I don't know that I ever saw you do. I certainly never did it. Again, this uh, seems to be a common theme here. I'm just not good at shooting games. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you were just absolutely crushing it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then in the arcade basketball game. Oh, my God. Yes. It was like that Geico commercial. <laughs> it was the Geico commercial where the woman is yeah, like yeah. arm wrestling and then with her other hand she's just shooting. That was me. Yeah. That was me. Not the arm wrestling part. Too weak for that. To but, be clear, you got 85 points in 40 seconds. That's, like, that's just correct. absolute efficiency. That's correct. Except to win a free beer, I needed a 90, which I don't think was possible. Absolute bullshit. There's no way anybody was getting 90. I played the game probably five or six times. Highest I got was 60. So 85, I was like, wow, that's impressive. 80 or 90 is basically saying, yeah, we're not going to give you a free beer, but you can keep trying and we'll, we'll take your money while you try. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what it was. Okay. So... Stepping back a little bit, the rest of the night was a blur. Yeah, as you'd expect. <laughs> as one would expect. Yeah. The LaSalle game came during the middle of the day while we were out on this rooftop, and then subsequently when we got to the bar. Yeah. I was, instead of paying attention to the wonderful views, my friend who was getting married, any of the other friends that we had that we were there, there was like 10 or 11 yeah. of us. Instead of doing all of that, I was just fucking buried in my phone the yeah. entire time. And, and to be clear, this bar was awesome. Like, just gorgeous, like, postcard views of the Manhattan skyline. It wasn't too crowded. The drinks were phenomenal. People were having a good it time. It wasn't that cold. It wasn't that cold. It was great. Like, everything about the bar was great. This is one of the things, like, oh, yeah, you should take this in. Chris like, nope. No. Three o'clock hits, phone. Fuck that. <laughs> phone <Buried> in my <laughs> phone. Right? And let's be honest, I'm buried in my phone all the time. It's true. Anyway. Yeah. It's very true. But... This was a special case. I was just like literally no paying attention to anybody. And it it should have been one of those ones where it's like, oh, it's LaSalle. It's cute. You can kind of check the score occasionally or pull up the video. That was what I was hoping for, but we just couldn't take control of the game. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Someone would come up to me and be like, hello? And I'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe Cremo, he just made a shot. Oh, you said hello. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just... Laser focused in in a game that I was really not hoping to be. No, but before we talk about the LaSalle game and recap that, I don't think there's too much to say about the game. I don't think so. But before we get there, it does bring up like funny things that you've done around Villanova basketball games, and I think pretty much everyone has a story like this or yeah. multiple stories. Rob and I were discussing, and we have way too many of these stories. Yeah, but. Essentially, like, things that you've, like, either ignored personal responsibilities, ignored work responsibilities, uh, played hooky at school, yeah, or what have you. What have you done? Well, I, I think my biggest thing, I think my biggest thing, and this is just actually, like, a lifestyle change and probably is one of the key reasons I, I won't say one of the key reasons I married my wife, but it definitely contributes to the fact that she's stuck with me for this long, is... Our weekends totally revolve around Villanova basketball. 100%. We, like, we absolutely know when the game is. And it's like, oh, we're going to go out to a bar. Oh, we're going to meet these friends. Like, okay, but are we gonna, how are we going to watch the game? Like, are we recording it, watching it later? Are we watching it on our phones? Is there a TV at the bar? It is absolutely talked about every single weekend without fail. It doesn't it, matter when yeah, the game is. You guys probably even go to the extent of, are we going to watch the game? And is there going to be random people there that yes. I don't want to watch the game with? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because Nicole's like very particular. She really doesn't like watching with random people, which I totally get too. Because I'm like, if I'm going to watch the game, 
I'm gonna watch the game. Right. Like like what you did on Saturday. Yes. Like, I'm gonna ignore everybody else and everything else that's going on around me. Like totally. once in a lifetime thing. My buddy's getting married. It's the only time he's gonna get married. It's only. But we're playing the South. But we're playing the South. Yeah. Oh, it's I can't miss a fucking shot of this. God, it's so bad. <laughs> Priority is all fucked up. Yeah, but yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. Absolutely. So you told a great story before. I want you to retell the story of your. Post engagement. Oh yeah. So I had I had this like great month of my life where so I proposed to Nicole beginning of March 2016. Yeah, pretty good month. Pretty good month, right? So proposed to her beginning of March. Then then I go a couple weeks later, go to Electric Zoo actually, which is fun down in Miami. And no, then Ultra. Ultra, yikes, not Electric Zoo. Went to Ultra in Miami. Had a blast there. And then of course we made the final four. Great. Everybody went down there, had a good time. And I was talking to somebody. So your, your credit card was out of control. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it was Monthly spend was, was not doing well. But regardless, I got, you know, kind of finished that up and I was talking to somebody. We were out with a bunch of friends after, the, uh, after we won. We got back and everything like that. And I, I made the comment. I was like, this weekend, the championship weekend, was the best weekend of my life. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a, a doubt. Great look. Like, without a doubt. Nicole's like engagement ring, like new engagement ring on her hand is like standing next to me and she looks at me and goes, Really? The best weekend? And I'm like, Yeah. I, I didn't even try to like get out of it that much. I was just like, I mean, yeah, like it was close. Uh, I just totally stumbled through it. But I mean, Nicole, if you're listening, I know you're not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nicole's never listening. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The engagement was a foregone conclusion. I knew what the answer was. We had been together for like eight years at that point. There wasn't a chance of a no, right? Jenkins, there's a chance of a no. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was a surprise, and I loved it. Anyway, <laughs> that was that was my good one. That's probably one of my I favorites. I want to corner Nicole and get an honest answer out of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not and say we did. <laughs> um but you had a similar engagement one, too. Oh, yeah. This is great. So a little backstory here. So I got I proposed to my wife the day after her 25th birthday. So just to be clear, didn't propose on the birthday. I know you're not supposed to do that. Proposed the day after. That's very considerate of you. Make that big day difference. Yeah, the big day <laughs> difference. It was important. But there was a variety of factors. One, my wife is Chinese-American. Her mom is Chinese. Uh, her mom was in the country and in town. Mom spends some time in L.A., but generally was in the country and town for a very short period of time because she knew that we were going to get engaged. So it was basically her birthday, our engagement day, yep. Thanksgiving. Nice. All right. So and Thanksgiving was going to be at my parents' house in Long Island. And then somehow, some way, and this is how I knew that it, I was making the right decision here, I convinced Linda that during her birthday, we should go to the Michigan-Villanova game at the Barclays Center in the middle of November. You you just made everything about this weekend and that proposal about you. 100%, 100% about you. Like, call it what it is. This is about you. It was, it was not my finest hour. So, so anyway, so it gets a little bit better. Which isn't even like a pinnacle game. Like, it was a good, it was a good game, historically. Good game. Great game. Javon Pinkston, yeah. huge swat at the end of the game. Right in the lane, yeah, yeah. Real clutch. But it's not like you were going to the Final Four, right? Like, no. All no, right. no, this was just a routine game in Yeah, it was like a preseason tournament. Yeah, yeah. anyway. So, yeah. So, so I somehow convinced my wife and mother and future mother-in-law oh to go to this game. 
She's probably never watched a Villanova basketball game. Ever. No, my future mother-in-law though somehow had a like Villanova Nova Nation shirt, nice, and was going bananas the entire time. I love it. Was it one of the reversible ones? No, those? no, those were horrible. <laughs> Every time I see a picture of those, I cringe. That was our freshman year. When we were listening. That was our freshman year. They had the re- if you remember, they had the reversible Nova Nation shirts. I like, like the idea in theory. <laughs> you were supposed to wear the blue side when we were on offense because it was easier to see. Because they provided a backdrop. So there was a blue side with a, a Villanova V. Yeah. Then you were supposed to turn the shirt around while the opponent was shooting on our basket. And it was a white side of the shirt that had Nova Nation. That's like a great idea in theory. But like it the was, execution and practicality of that is so bad. It was horrible. Like, and yeah. this, the, the school, to its credit, promptly did away with that. <laughs> yeah. That's when they, they shortly thereafter just went to the simple like... Had the nation, like, the, blue, whatever. The, no, it was the V-shirt with the Nova Nation on the back. Yeah, on the back, yeah. yeah. So, and now it's a fucking free-for-all, apparently. <laughs> anyway, getting back yeah. to this. So, I'm shitting my pants because it's a closed game. I'm shitting my pants because I'm getting engaged. And then, to boot, we got there, like, early, and we were sitting around, chilling, shooting the shit or whatever, and some representative from, like, the Barclays Center comes up to me and is like, hey, do you want to do, like, the halftime shooting contest? And I wasn't going to say no, but I was absolutely shitting my pants about this That's because ridiculous. I'm just nervous. On my back of my mind, I got the engagement coming up. I got I got this game is close, etc. And I'm just nervous. I can't believe you said yes. Yeah, I don't know. I just said yeah. Everyone was encouraging me because my wife is sitting there. She doesn't know that we're getting engaged. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Chris, you would love this. You got to do oh this, etc. So, so I'm bad. just thinking to myself, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so nervous right now. So I get up there, I make the layup and I make the free throw pretty quickly. Now, I am not a good shooter. <laughs> as, not as, a, as we've established. We've established as many times. I am not a good shooter. However, I can shoot the ball long enough from a college three-point line to, like, hit the rim or, like, potentially make one of, like, you know, ten. Yeah, you're not going to totally embarrass yourself. Yeah, I'm not horrible. Right. Right? For some reason, I could barely graze front rim. I was so (laughs) nervous. I was short-arming everything. Oh, my God. It was horrible. And you know, somebody like me sitting in the stands being like, look at this piece of shit. He can't even hit the rim on a free throw. What a wee EOS. (laughs) Right, exactly right. 100%. Hundred percent, but it was it was pretty funny. I just think it's funny what people do for like sports and especially like Villanova basketball. Yeah, like what people will do the ends of the earth they'll go to to go. Like, how often do you see like uh, yeah? We spend some time on the comment sections of like VU hoops and stuff like that. How often do you hear people are just like, hey, I'm out of the country for work. I'm gonna watch this game, the national championship game, at like four o'clock in the morning. Like that stuff happens all the time. Absolutely. So, anyway, our ask of you is simple. If you have a really good story and you want us to tell it, we'll tell it totally anonymously. Yeah. Set us up. Send it to full40nova at gmail.com. We will send you a fake free t-shirt. <laughs> we will send free t-shirts at some eventually, point in time. Eventually. Eventually. Let us know. We'd love to hear the story. We'd love to talk to you about it, etc. Hit us up, full40nova at gmail.com. Or DM us, whatever. Yeah, or DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, for sure. All right, should we talk about the game? I guess we should talk a little bit about the game. I think the highlight of the game or the low light of the game was that the defense was horrible. Yeah. 
We couldn't defend them to save our life. This is an 0-7 team ranked 217 in Ken Palm. Wait, wait, to be clear, this is an 0-7 team who was missing their best player. Yeah. We told you, look out for Pookie Powell. And if you looked out for him, you saw him on the bench. He did not play a lick. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes it kind of worse. Yeah. It's so, not great. interesting. But a couple things here. One, Jay played Javon Quinterly earlier in the game. Yep. And it seemed to me that he was part of the game plan to play him during the LaSalle game. Unfortunately, the LaSalle game got out of hand a little bit. Yeah. And so Jay didn't play him in the second half. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the game plan was to be down to LaSalle at halftime. <laughs> so once you factor that in, I'm sure Wait, Jay a Herculean made... effort, by the way, to get down oh close my God. at halftime. Yeah. We were down 10. It was absurd. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, so I was excited to see that. I was like, okay, great. He's going to see the floor a little bit. We'll get him worked in. This will all go exactly to what we were talking about last podcast. Want to start to see him work in through the big five, get him a little spot in the rotation. Yeah, it didn't no. happen. No. And basically nobody. It was basically starting five plus Cremo played. That was pretty much it. Swider got some minutes, but it wasn't significant. Minutes, yeah. Samuels didn't play much. Nope. Yeah, so it was pretty much, yeah, high minutes for our guys. A lot of burn for Pascal and Booth and Gillespie. Yeah. It was a weird game. LaSalle couldn't miss. I mean, our defense was terrible, but LaSalle couldn't miss. They were, they were hitting, hitting everything. A lot of, a lot of shots. And yeah. it was like fadeaway shit that was just going down. It was like everything was going down. It was like the entire wind was with them. Um, and then for us, we had some weird fouls called. It was just like some weird stuff the entire game. The other thing I'll say, too, is that Ashley Howard being a brand new assistant coach, I mean, sorry, a brand new head coach after being our assistant coach for the last couple years, he knows a lot of our guys and a lot of what they do, like, really, really well. That's why LaSalle is not a, like, is a pretty damn good, like, first job to get as a head coach. Like, you typically get more like what Baker got was at Quinnipiac, which is, like, low major type of team. Yeah. LaSalle's a mid-major in the A-10 that has recently been to, like, a Sweet 16. In a major city, can draw on that talent a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so it was a pretty good job for Ashley Howard, and it was universally applauded because he was the hot shot coming out of the 2018 championship. Yeah, for season. sure. For sure. So I think that the Ashley Howard factor was a thing. Yeah. How much, though? Like... It, in my mind, it can't, uh, it can't explain it all. Right? It doesn't explain it all. No, 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 no. Not not by any, not by a long shot. I mean, this team is terrible. LaSalle yeah. is horrible. <laughs> we looked at the stats on Ken Palm. LaSalle was worse, Ken Palm-wise, than Columbia was when we lost to Columbia like five, 20, six 2012, years. 2012, yeah. Yeah, 2012-2013 season. So this was a, this would have been a absolutely horrible loss. Not like Furman either, who yeah. is now ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, now it's a bad. Now, now it's not a bad loss. Yeah, <laughs> amazing how that works out. Yeah. So the Ashley Howard factor plays a little bit. He's also like a young guy. I think the rivalry factor and the energy factor. They got up a little bit early, and I think that they carried that energy through for a while, and they just ran out of steam. I think that that was a bigger factor in it. It's kind of played out how you would see like a lot of games in the tournament where you. You know, yeah. first 15 minutes, Upset it's like, comment, how yeah. is this 14 seed beating this 3 seed? And then all of a sudden, like... Like, UN, game... UMBC can't beat Virginia. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It would have been that bad. It would have been, yeah. 
it yeah. would have been really well bad. not that bad nothing's that bad. though i will say our couple losses now are looking a better a little bit better because the michigan loss michigan looks like world beaters yeah michigan. they knocked off unc and purdue last week yeah like they are good michigan's really good like really good yeah they're number five now in the new poll yeah and the as, best they should, even, as they should be yeah best events in the country better than virginia like they're on fire yeah they're absolutely terrific so that loss is assuming some level of consistency keeps up that's going to age pretty well the, the loss ages well in theory the it, issue with the loss was the margin it, it was it's still really bad it's that's, not like we got, if we get beat by 10 15 yeah, 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 that's maybe fair. even like fi- between 15 and 20 you say okay this team got its ass kicked but we lost by like twenty eight. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not a good. And point. it was like a, like a soft twenty eight. It's fair. It's fair. Okay. Yeah. So it, the, the margin on the Michigan game was the the problem, that's and fair. it was at home. Yeah. That all being said, agreed. the The loss does not look as bad in the rearview mirror. That's true. Yeah. The Furman loss also doesn't look as bad in the rearview mirror. Again, the problem though is that it was at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You lose at uh. Furman, and it's not as bad. Whatever. All that being said, you, you, we beat LaSalle. Yeah. So, end of the day, you wash your hands of it. Like, you, you got what you needed. You move on. You, and you move on. Yeah. Clearly, we thought that we had turned a bigger corner than we did after the Advocare Invitational win, beating Florida State. That was a riveting win. Yeah. But we didn't get as far as we had hoped and took a little bit of a step back. But a win is a win, and you move on, and that's all there is to it. It's weird because the team has just been kind of inconsistent. You thought that we were going to have good defense and bad offense. All of a sudden, the offense was really good, and the defense was a struggle. Who knows? Yeah. So I'd just rather just wash my hands of this and just see what we get against Temple and St. Joe's next week. Yeah, I Which agree. we'll talk about after we come back for a break. So we're going to do a little bit of a break real quick, and then we'll be back in less than a minute. See you guys on the flip side. Hello everyone, it's Chris from The Full 40 with Chris and Rob, brought to you by Nova Insider. Nova Insider is the best place to go for all things related to Villanova basketball news. Check them out on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm telling you, it's the best place to go if you're looking for inside Nova info. Also, don't forget to check out their website, Nova Insider 1985-1985.com for some seriously awesome gear. Stay with these guys. They got some really exciting stuff coming out. Again, this is the Full 40 with Chris and Rob brought to you by Nova Insider. And now let's get back to the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Full 40. It's Chris and Rob brought to you by Nova Insider. Welcome back. Second half of the show. In the first half of the show, we went on a long, windy tangent about a bachelor party and <laughs> how to watch, how we prioritize important things in our life below Less. Villanova basketball, and then talked a little bit about the LaSalle game in no particular detail. So yep. in a similar amount of detail, we're also going to prep you for Temple and St. Joe's, a big rivalry week coming up for the men's basketball program. Yep. And it's important that you know the important information. If you consider the Big Five rivals. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes. So, rivalry week. Good news is that Temple and St. Joe's are the two of the better programs of the Big Five. Um, well, there's us and then there's Temple and St. Joe's. 
And there's LaSalle and Penn. Bad news is that we struggled with LaSalle. Yeah, bad news <laughs> is that we struggled with LaSalle. Good news is that we're playing them at home, which may also be bad news because oh. we're one and two at the pavilion. The Finn is cursed. Yeah. The Finn is cursed. Is the Finn cursed? We will find out this week. That's, oh my God. On this week in Villanova Men's Basketball. <laughs> <clears throat> I used so, to love that that little show. They used to do a show like that. Do they still do that? Yeah, they still do that. What are you talking about? I feel like they don't see them do that anymore. Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah, inside Villanova Basketball. Yo, quick tangent here. This pisses me off. So, after the 2016 championship, this video thing got me thinking about this. After the 2016 championship, the only video that came out was literally a replay of the game. <laughs> there was no memoir. There was nothing. And you know why? Because I actually I tracked this down. I looked into it. I found the company that was contracted to produce the video. And they basically said, oh, the school like didn't give us access to the players. Like didn't give us access. I'm like, that's such a Villanova thing to that do. That is classic. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Wait, my favorite thing, though, speaking of videos, was in 09 when we made the Final Four. Yeah. They titled the video commemorating the season Attitude of a Champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay? We made the Final Four. We didn't <laughs> yeah. win the national championship. <laughs> it should have said Attitude of a Regional Champion. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, and we got smoked in that <laughs> We weren't form. the champion of anything other than the East Regional. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was it. So, anyway. More so, tangents. Yeah, yeah. terrible tangents. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're playing the Temple Owls Wednesday night. Check it out. Temple Owls, that strikes fear in the heart of you. At oh. the Finneran Pavilion. Good God. They're an experienced team. Temple has been probably the one program that I think has given us the most trouble in the past few years. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's they, true. They, 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 we typically get by them. I mean, we've won everyone every single game for the last 23 games. So we haven't really struggled, quote-unquote, with anybody. But Temple's always the one that's up there. I feel like Temple is the most consistent, solid program in the Big Five other than us. That's fair, yeah, as of late. I mean, they usually, the past few years, they've summoned the ghost of Rick Brunson. I don't know if you know, but he played at Temple. He did. Little known fact. Yeah, little known fact. Fun fact for all your conversations. Very interesting. Uh, But yeah, Temple is, Temple's off to a good start this year. They're 7-1. and Um, They don't have... You know, solid win. Like they don't have great wins, but they beat Cal. Like they beat some some decent programs. They actually knocked off St. John or St. Joe's uh, last week. Guys to watch out for on their team. They've got two guys leading their team: uh, Lavon Alston and Quinton Rose. Seventeen points. I remember a game. both. I remember both. Yeah, they're 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 solid. They're going to be good. Do you remember both? That's impressive. I, I, remember, I, yeah. I don't. No, I, I had to look them up. I'm like, all right, yeah, Quentin Rose sounds sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> shoots a Quentin Rose, by the way, shoots a blistering 16 percent from three, and shoots five a game. So he is not daunted by his poor shooting percentage. No, shoot him up, sleep in the streets <laughs> for Quentin Rose. Absolutely sleeping in the streets right now. So look, like, do I think we get by Temple? Yes. Because I think we're at home, and I think we'll uh, exercise the Finneran Pavilion demons. Good God. So I think we'll get by them. I think a game will be closer than a little close for comfort. But I think we'll get back to our basics defensively, and I think we'll eke out uh, you know, a less than 10-point win. Okay. I'm, the, call, I'm calling a loss. I'm thinking to go one-on-one this week. Really? Yeah. All right, so you got the loss against... Temple and not St. Joe's? I'm going to put the loss against Temple. Yeah. Okay, so it means you're basically handing them the Big Five title. Are you calling... Oh, no! I'm handing Temple the Big Five title! It's This is big time. Yes. As as Josh Hart pointed out on Instagram this week, somebody posted, maybe in like no men's basketball, like, 
Nova kicking off the Big Five competition with a win. With a win. And he commented, he's like, we whoop their asses every year. <laughs> like, yeah, we usually do. This year, I mean, this team's so inconsistent right now. And yeah, we're trying to appreciate it for what it is. I think we lose one, though. I okay. think I think Quentin Rose writes the ship and starts knocking down some threes against us. He's going to summon his inner LaSalle, and I think he gets it done. Yeah, and then that'll really send, send the... Finneran Pavilion is cursed rumors. Oh my God! Into overdrive. Uh, could we rename it? I mean, it, it's not as bad as as the Dupont issue. Obviously, couldn't be that bad. Um, but yeah, I think the start the talk seems to start at that point. Yeah, sign Steve Carell up. He's got to do a movie. About <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I like it. Who should we? What should we rename it to? It's a good question. We should put that out to our listeners. If you had to rename the Finneran Pavilion already, because, Again. yeah, it's got to be... Re- if we lose one game this week at the Finn, it has to be renamed. <laughs> like, there's there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give give Bill Finneran his money back. Like, we'll find somebody else. It's okay. <laughs> you, you tried. You know what? The Davis Center worked out pretty well. Let's bring the Davis brothers back. I like that. It, like it, that. Then, then it's not just the Davis Center. It's the Davis Complex. So Jim and Bill Davis, if you're listening... Yeah. Pony up, baby. That's right. It's on you. Yeah. The future of Villanova basketball is in your hands. That's correct. Or just play all the fucking games at the Wells Fargo Center, because even though our fans (laughs) barely show up... Seem to work. Yeah. The one year that we did it, we won that championship. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's a pretty good litmus test. Yeah. All right. So I think we've got a good plan. If we lose a game this week... There's two calls. Yeah. One is to... Bill and Jim Davis, yep. who are brothers who definitely don't live together, but we're making one call to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a conference call. Yeah, we're doing a conference yeah. call. I love it. Second call is to the Wells Fargo Center and saying, hey, look, this whole on-campus arena thing. Not working. Not working. <laughs> we tried it. We tried. I love the shirts. They're saying, let's get a win at the Finn. It's like, oh, that's a shirt. Oh, I've seen those shirts. Oh, shit. Yeah, let's win at the Finn. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, is that kind of like a, because we really need to? We don't, we shouldn't have those shirts at this point. That's really <laughs> rough. Anyway, so we're playing St. Joe's at the Finn. Oh, man. Okay. Or it might be at the Wells Fargo Center. We don't <laughs> yeah, know. we're going to pull an audible, guys. We yeah. need to change this. Yeah. Fuck it, we're just playing Hagen on St. Joe's campus. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be better. Yeah. So we're playing St. Joe's on Saturday. Yeah. Again, rivalry game, Holy War. Yes. Important game. You know you're going to get both Temple and St. Joe's, but especially St. Joe's best shot. This game's a circle game on the calendar every single year. You know, they come in. The Hawk is going to be running around like like that mascot. Stupidest mascot. It's horrible. The, the mascot combined with Phil Martelli's, like, bland, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what he does. It like, looks like an area rug with a chicken <laughs> head on it. I thought you were talking about Phil Martelli for a hot minute. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, it's the hockey. No, game. he doesn't look like an area rug. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's so good. My favorite, was it Was it Phil Martelli who won Big Five Coach oh, of the yeah, Year? Oh, in 2016. When, when Jay won the title. Yeah. And he, at least he had the dignity to give it back to yeah, him. Yeah, he gave him a post-it note that just said Jay Wright on it. <laughs> yeah, like, mistake. This is, this is stupid. You guys are idiots. Oh, God. Anyway, so St. Joe's. They're off to an okay start. They're four and four. It's not great. Yeah. By okay, I meant literally down the middle, mediocre. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah. For St. Joe's, four and four is not the worst. Yeah. But St. Joe's is always one of those teams that like turns it on the A10 and like 
becomes like a, a thing and they're, you know they're usually their repetitive. fans get like excited for like a couple weeks yeah in february and it's what it is i remember quick side note here i think the theme of this podcast is going to be tangents because we're just on a lot of them yeah but i remember i visited st joe's and i visited villanova when i was looking at colleges and i visited st joe's first and i was like oh this is cool like people seem pretty excited about it you know i, I considered it thank god didn't do that that would have been absolute mistake could you imagine if i made that choice and then i was like looking 10 years down there i'd be like are you fucking kidding me like that's what i missed out on it would have been a really horrible choice it would have been very bad we wouldn't be doing this podcast that's for sure no that's definitely (laughs) sure yeah so so who to look out for on st joe's yeah st joe's yeah phil martelli on the sidelines you gotta look out for him (laughs) absolutely you just don't want to look at him too long he's gonna he's gonna get his team moderately excited for the game (laughs) not really excited yeah phil martelli will be like you know he'll be like hey guys Begin. It looked like he's like going out for a Sunday coffee. Yeah, that level of excitement. Absolutely, but, be, but before he got the coffee, basically. Right, you know, on his way. Yeah, he's like still tired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so just tons of hatred on Phil. I like it, um, but yeah, in all seriousness, the one guy to watch out for. Oh shit, his name is Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown on St. Joe's. We are not making it up. We're not making it up. <laughs> his teammate Linus, I heard, is really good. <laughs> so horrible. Oh, my God. And the best part is Phil Martelli's bald. He could be Charlie Brown. I know why I recruited him. Anyway. I would imagine that being in a... I think Charlie Brown's actually a good name for a St. Joe's player because I have to imagine that a Phil Martelli like pep talk yeah. sounds something like the teacher from Charlie Brown. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no pep there. There's no pep there. No, I can't imagine he gets this players like super jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, riveting Phil Martelli speech. Like, could we bring in a ringer just somebody to get us pepped up a little bit more? Like anybody. Yeah, oh, my, my guess God. is that Martelli does the does the prayer before the game and they bring in the priest to get people checked up. Maybe they can bring in Bill Finner and he gave the, the pep talk at halftime in Michigan. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. That was rough. <laughs> um, but anyway, Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown averages 23 points a game. He shoots over 50% from three and from two. Dude, he's actually a really good player. Actually a very good player. Yeah. Yeah, so like... He's actually somebody to look out for. He's actually only a sophomore, too. So yeah, no, for... I remember him from last year. I remember him from last year. Your so. memory's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remembered him, too, after I looked him up. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, but, yeah, in all seriousness, Charlie Brown's the dude. Lamar Kimball is another guy. He's averaging 17 points. Um, he's a junior, so he's got some experience. Those are the two big guys to look for on St. Joe's. St. Joe's should be a win. We should be both teams. Um, Temple's better than St. Joe's, but we should be both teams. Yeah, it should be a win. I trust that we will get a win. I'm calling two and zero this week. Um, hard fought win against Temple. I think St. Joe's will be a little bit more comfortable, um, just because we'll be used to the rivalry atmosphere and element from the Temple game and the LaSalle game. So I think we'll be prepared to take St. Joe's best shot. But the only thing that worries me about St. Joe's is they're actually not a bad three point shooting team, which absolutely killed us against LaSalle. They're like a top 50 team in three-point percentage. They actually take a good amount of threes. So if they start connecting, it's been an issue before. It could yeah, be an it, issue again. It could get weird. Yeah, it could get weird. But yeah, hopefully we'll prevail and the Hawk will die. Yeah. What, here, here's what I understand. The Hawk will never die. Like, whatever. The Hawk gets destroyed every single year. Can we, can we say that's like, That's not eh, the point. The point eh, is that eh, the, the spirit eh, of it is still there. Whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a Phil Martelli thing. No, it's been there for a while. I know, I know. So anyway, yeah, so we're predicting dead owls. I'm predicting dead owls and hawks. 
Mm. I'm predicting dead hawks. Yeah. I think the owls get it done. So that's where we think that this week's going to turn out. Yes. All right. Um, so in the thick of the big five now, we're in the, in the throes of the big five schedule. And I feel like this is the time every year that people love to have the debate. Should we even be in this big five? Yeah. Like, why do we do this every year? Why do we make ourselves do this, etc.? There's a little bit of history there for those who don't know. Most people listening, I assume, do know. But the history is that or one of the things Raleigh did while he was on campus was pull Villanova out of the Big Five. So we only played like an abbreviated Big Five schedule um, for like several years. Yeah. And it was Jay Wright's doing to bring it back in full earnest. So Jay is big on tradition. So since Jay's been on campus, we do the full Big Five slate. Yeah. Just how, not exactly how we used to do it because all the Big Five games used to be at the Palestra. So it was like this big thing. There was divided game. So it was like a big ordeal. And the Big Five games were like the talk of the town. Everyone like was into it and got behind it, etc. Philly, obviously, a big sports town. The whole weight of the city was with it too, and it was a big thing. Yeah. Those days have been over for like 40 freaking years. <laughs> but like yeah. the idea of the tradition of the Big Five is still nice that the city area schools still play each other, except Drexel. Go fuck yourself, Drexel. <laughs> you don't get to play against yeah, us. Just nothing. Yeah. Never adopted the City Six thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So the question that people always ask is like, why do we play these games? And it's a more valid question when we're as good as we've been the last five years. Sure. When we want to play top caliber competition all the freaking time because that's how we're going to, you know, sharpen our sword right. to the point where we can go win national championships. Sure. And it was the argument, especially in retrospect, in years where we had a good record going into the big dance yeah. afterwards, but like accused of having a little bit of a weak schedule, ended up losing in the round of 32. Totally. Yeah. Was that we didn't have. Good games, and if you just replace some of those big five games with like high quality, high caliber opponents, yep. maybe we are that much better. Sure, and I think that there's an argument there. Right, I you, I don't like playing a bunch of cupcakes. I do like a couple. So you got to build that win total up somehow. Yep, um, a la Georgetown, basically. Yeah, yeah George Georgetown's <laughs> full strategy. Yeah. yeah, which doesn't always work because they still lose. Yes, correct. <laughs> so I think it's important. That we play tough competition. That being said, on this side of like the big five, should we do it or not debate, I'm for it. I'm for maybe a slight, slightly modified type of approach to the big five. I think that there's a way to fix it to make it even more fun and more exciting and get more city behind it. Yeah. That being said, if if it's between if it's if it's this or nothing, I'm on the side of doing what we're doing. Well, and it's it's a bit of over the past few years in particular, like kind of like 2016 on. We have made a point to play those really tough, top-notch games. So we've gotten a couple of those each year, right? So yeah, we've played like Virginia, Oklahoma. Right. We've played. Um, I mean, this year we've got Kansas, Mich- Michigan, we've got Michigan. Yeah, we got like Furman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, when you schedule right, top-notch, to, yeah, exactly, <laughs> all over the place. But but in all seriousness, like we've done a pretty good job the past two years of getting those tougher draws with our out-of-conference opponents. And still being able to do the full Big Five thing. So I'm kind of like, hey, you know, if we're checking the box there, we're getting our tests. Like, I mean, obviously it's worked out for us well enough the past few years. I don't see a need for a big change. Now, that said, can it be improved? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I think the biggest thing that we get for regardless of the rankings of the opponents, well, to a certain extent, but if you just take what they are right now, which yeah. none of the programs are, all the programs are on a downswing. Yeah. Other but, than but maybe you pet. But they're not horrible. But they're not horrible, right? Like, like we just they're not about horrible. Temple. It's not a horrible game. No, 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 they're not horrible. Yeah. they're typically like quad two, quad three games. Yeah. Sometimes quad one temple. Oh, can, nice, nice net reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Temple can sometimes, and St. Joe's can sometimes sneak into quad one if we play them away. Yeah. So the thing I like about those games is that they are you feel a lot of pressure. You get a rivalry level opponent. We just saw it this past weekend with LaSalle. LaSalle is not good. But the level at the caliber at which they played was literally, it was their Super Bowl. So you're taking, I like the idea of always taking opponents' best shots. Sometimes more than I like playing the hardest opponents. Now, you want to play the hardest opponents and get their best shot. Yeah. But I like playing, if I'm going to play an opponent, I like the fact that we're getting their best shot. Now, in a year like this year or the past few years, given how good we've been in the national championships and everything, of course we're getting everyone's best shot this year. But in any other routine year, we always get... We're always the circle game for every opponent in the Big Five. Yeah, for sure. And so I like the rivalry element because I think it helps simulate like an upstart um, round of 64 type game against a team that is like smelling blood, looking out for blood once, nothing more than to beat you. You feel the arena turn against you and like everything like that happens. And I think that that helps us. Hasn't helped us all that much in the round of 32 games, but I think it does help. Yeah. So all that being said, I'm pro Big Five. And there's still some memories to be had from the Big Five. Sure. My freshman year was, um, and our freshman year, was the 05-06 team. That team went on. Randy Foy, Alan Ray, Kyle Lowry, Kyle. Went on to the Elite Eight. Terrific year. Fun year. That year we played St. Joe's in February. We used to play like St. Mm. Joe's in like the February time frame. So yeah. it was even like more important because you felt like it was coming down the road to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah. And it was critical. That game was the 50th anniversary of the Holy War. It was a house divided in the palestra. And it was absolutely riveting atmosphere. Awesome. Yeah. The, the student sections are back and forth, going whatever. Like we're chanting safety school, they're chanting you're not Philly, <laughs> like cuz we chanted we own Philly. And it was like wild back yeah, and forth. Yeah. There's like team they they're like rolling out banners. Like it was a lot of fun. And I got I got lucky enough to get to win the lottery to go to that game. Those tickets were a hot commodity, yeah, I remember. It was I'm telling you, the atmosphere was one of the most electric atmospheres I've been in my entire life at any sporting event. Super cool. Yeah. So I get the. I think maybe that having been like my real first impression of the Big Five. Yeah. I'm like a little bit like of a different. And and, and that's fair, right? Because yeah, if you're a current student or if you're a really recent alum, and all you've seen is us just clean up on the Big Five, then there's no. You don't get it. Like, there's no point to it. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a rivalry 30 years ago. But, yeah, even if you go back 10 years, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of energy there. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, a low light of the Big Five, we played St. Joe's at the Palestra in our junior year. Yeah. And that was the year 07-08 where that team lost five games in a row and the St. Joe's game was the fifth loss in a row and we got absolutely clobbered. Lost by 22 points, I think. Like, it was horrendous. That's brutal. Yeah. And so these teams have beaten us and have made runs in the not-too-distant past. Yeah. Um, that team got back on the horse and went on and made the Sweet 16. But it was 
like there is excitement. There is potential for excitement. How about the one year with the double middle finger, the guy from St. Joe's who gave the double middle finger to the entire fan base? So there's like stories there. There's things that are exciting. I just wish that those programs would get better. Yeah. But but here's the thing, right? Is is the alternative is it's not it's unlikely that say you pull out of the big five completely, right? It's not like you're gonna go schedule UNC, Duke Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State for those five games. Right, or or maybe a better like, agree there, obviously. But you're also not going to schedule like the fifth best team in those conferences either. No, you're you're, you're not scheduling like Virginia Tech. I don't know. The, the fact of the matter yeah, is, it, you're probably going to schedule. Maybe you you do like one, one more premiere against like a top fifteen competition, yeah, and the rest of them are probably actually similar quality opponents to what we're getting in the Big Five because Jade doesn't want to overload it. Right. And actually, most programs do that. Like, with few exceptions, and even if you look at, like, Duke, they don't—it's not as if every single out-of-conference game is a top-ten opponent. That's not the case. And also, one other final thing to note is this might be the rare year where only one Big Five team makes the NCAAs. It's actually more common, at least since I've been a fan, that two or three Big Five team makes the NCAA tournament. Yeah, usually. Like— UPenn wins the the Ivy League, I feel like, once every few years. I know Harvard had a yeah. run lately, um, but Penn usually is in there somewhere. St. Joe's and Temple the past we've few been years in, have like, definitely been yeah. in. Yeah, LaSalle ran to the Sweet 16 true, yeah. in like 2012 or yeah. 2013 or something like that. Temple and St. Joe's usually either alternate years or both make it some years, etc. So you you are dealing with teams that typically make yeah. the dance. Like or um, St. Joe's pushed Oregon, I think it was 16, pushed Oregon all the way to the limit. It was Oregon. Or that Oregon team made the uh, Elite Eight and lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, That Oregon team almost lost to St. Joe's in the round of 32 that year. So, like, even even a year where we've clobbered St. Joe's, they've made the tournament. Sure. Yeah. So I think synopsis is, yeah, are there things you can do to improve the Big Five? Sure. I like the idea that Nova Raptor on... Who is, I think, a friend of the pod. I think a friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah, we think he's a friend of the pod. Nova Raptor, if you're out there, we think you're a friend of the pod. Shout out. So shouts. We're going to steal your idea. We're not stealing the idea. We're, we're giving we're props. We're giving props to We're it. giving yeah. props to the idea. He, he had the idea of doing like a tournament. Yeah. I think it was at the Wells Fargo Center. And you do a tournament where you basically play off and then you have a champion. Yeah, which would be cool. So like one weekend, one weekend, five teams, done. Yeah, I think he worked in Drexel, too. I think so. It was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, kind of like a plan yeah. type thing. I kind of like that idea as maybe fun. a little bit more. I do think that that could be good for the city. If you do it at the Wells Fargo Center, you get the house divided thing. Could be, it's like more of like a, a whole day activity. could be pretty cool. I think so. And then when you actually crown a champion, it seems appropriate that it's, hey, we actually won this little championship. That'd be cool. Agreed. Like All right, so we'll, we'll write a letter. We'll tell Bill and Jim Davis to make that happen as well. Yeah. When so, we have a conference call with them. So we'll have a conference call with them, and then we'll just loop in Wells Fargo. So That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, just do this. Make the, make sure this happens, yeah. yeah. And we'll tell Phil Martelli. We'll just tell him it's happening. And he'll be like, mur, 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 mur. <laughs> Yeah, Phil, can you get everyone riled up about this? <laughs> make sure to bring Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, I think that's it. I don't think we have too much. I mean, like, obviously it's a big five, big rivalry week, yeah. et cetera. Like, we're excited about the games this week. Oh, I guess the one thing, while we're on rivalry, just a, a quick throw in here. Around the Big East, there are actually a number of other kind of rivalry-type oh, yeah. games You have uh, Creighton, Nebraska, right, this weekend? Creighton, Nebraska. Creighton, shouts to Creighton. 
they lost, but they put up a hell of a fight against run-rated Gonzaga this week. Yeah, so that's super cool. You've got Georgetown, Syracuse also playing this week. Syracuse is going to blow them out. I would, I would have to think so. And then you've got um, a couple others. Xavier, Cincinnati. Always oh, oh, a that great game. Oh, that game is my favorite. Yeah, we've got our um, another friend of ours, who friend of the pod, now based in Cincinnati, who will presumably... I wonder if he's going to be there. He covers. He, might, he yeah, covers Cincy. He might, he yeah, yeah no, he does. I so I think there. he might be there. Yeah. That game is always fireworks. Oh, I didn't even realize this. In Marquette, Wisconsin. Yeah. Wow. This is actually like a pretty cool week around the Big East. Yeah. Basically, everybody. Absolutely. Rivals. Absolutely. Big big time rivalry week. And of course, how could I have forgotten Kentucky Seton Hall as the biggest rivalry yeah. this week? <laughs> So not a rivalry at all, but a huge game for the conference. Yeah. Although, actually, this is crazy. DePaul-Northwestern, so another Chicago. I don't think that's really a rivalry at all, but, I mean, it's two, yeah, like, two, like, not, it's like two, like, not good programs. Yeah. But, yeah. Sure, both we'll, in Chicago. we're throwing it in. Yeah, yeah. We're throwing it in. But, yeah, so actually kind of a cool schedule around the Big East. Yeah. And the Big East is showing signs of life. I mean, Marquette beat K-State. Yeah. Um, which is a big win. Great win. Yeah. H- huge win for morale. Yeah. In the conference. Uh, and Marcus Howard put in 45. Yeah. So Marcus Howard, Marcus Howarded. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Big East is starting to show like blasting off the cobwebs of an early, of what looked like a real ugly season. I think we referred to it as a dumpster fire. Yeah, it was earlier. a dumpster fire it was a dumpster earlier. Fire, yeah. And it seems like we're starting to rack up the wins that we need to get this conference a, a healthy number of bids. Yeah. Come tournament time. I am sticking to last week's prediction of the over-under for Big East bids is four and a half teams. You know what? Just to, for argument's sake, I'm going to say three and a half. You're and st- staying I'm, with I'm, three and a half? I'm taking bets. Sending them on in. Are you taking the under for three and a half? I'm going for three. Yeah. So you just got Nova, St. John's, and Marquette. That's yeah, it. That's it. All right. You heard it here first from Rob. That's who's making the tournament from the Big East. Yep. That's it. Interesting representation this year. I, I got more than that. I, I'm I'm thinking that five teams make it this year. All right. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Thank you for listening to this tangent-filled pod. I actually want to take a quick moment to thank all of our new listeners, Instagram followers, Twitter followers. We've had a, a, a big rush since signing up with uh, Nova Insider. So we, we really do appreciate all the listens and follows and, and interactions on Twitter and social media in general, etc. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. We love suggestions for the podcast. Um, yeah. What do you want to hear yeah. about? Let what us What do you know. want to hear about? What are you What are you interested in talking about? What do you want to hear that's funny? You have a funny story to tell, etc. Hit us up. We'd love to share um, those stories and love to talk about what you want to hear. Um, so with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. And as always, let's, let's go, go Nova. Nova.